unless you have a multi-billion dollar Disney behind you. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tidbit Cast. My name is Gary, and this is... Column. Mmm. Mmm. Mm, that's column. Mmm. Buttery smooth. Mmm. Mmm. And we're just moaning into the microphones now. But it sounds good. We've become a different kind of channel. Yeah. It's been a while, guys. It's a... It's a this is a late night podcast. Sort of. For all you late nighters, night owls, is, say, as you like to be I was, known. I was gonna say night walkers. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> For all you night walkers out there, on your boulevards of broken dreams. This is the Tippet Cast, uh, where we pick a topic and we talk about you know, whichever we like to talk about. And this week we had a kind of double topic. And then we had one with uh, between David and Col- David and Aaron, and then columns. And so now we're doing an extra yeah. one. Uh, so now it means that all of us have done a topic this week, which actually has been a first for a while. Mm. Yeah, it's been quite a while for that uh, that month. Uh, so I think we're gonna get into this. Um, this topic is going to be my topic, which is why I am here. Um, Colm and I are in our remote locations. We have the setup done. Remote locations. Uh, it makes it sound like I'm in Siberia. I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cold. We're here at opposite, opposite ends of the country. County. Ca- country. Alright, fine, whatever. Yes, I win. <laughs> Proceed. Okay, so I was just filling with my mic again just because it's fun and technology oh yes uh, I think we've kind of worked out the kinks of what we're doing now let's get uh, actually onto the topic okay fire away what is the topic for today Gary please enlighten me right so what I want to talk about is I want to talk about release dates because release dates have been changing for certain properties um, the one that has come out that makes me want to you know has that in my head is Days Gone. Days Gone has changed its release date, whereas it used to be February 22nd, and it's been delayed. And the reason why it was delayed, I'm not entirely sure on, but that's not what I wanted to talk about. Surprise, surprise, February 22nd. It February 22nd, which is also the date that we're going to be getting Anthem, February 22nd, 2019. 19 and also metro exodus yes we're going to be getting three games three big pretty much triple a titles in the same day and yeah i imagine that probably one of the reasons why they might have been delayed was uh, i imagine planning wise they want to release on the same time as two of the games especially anthem which is one of those games that's going to take up most of the media space for that week if not month i you, you kind of have to expect game. that though i mean with mainstream games look anthem is obviously a third person shooter no there's no there's no other way of putting it as far as i can tell it's a third person shooter met is it was a metro you said yeah 
Metro first yeah. person shooter. I uh, I'm kind of surprised they they're sticking with their guns and they're going they're going to stay on that day. To be honest, considering they had they still have plenty of time to <clears throat> delay their product. But uh, uh, yeah. uh I don't know if Metro is going to do it. I think it might do it just because of the scale of their product. Again, it's not a huge project, but it's because the quality of their games is usually very very good so if they delay them i imagine it's only because they want it to look good they want it to feel good yeah because that's the kind of game they are i mean the first game came out and the big surprise about that game is that there wasn't a hood and you had to turn on the hood when you played the game and it did not really change the game it it was supposed to be kind of realistic telling and it was different for a lot of games there so it seems like they're in the way of wanting to make it an interesting piece rather than just, you know, we're, we're trying to get as much as we can. It's I think they're just kind of trying to make enough. Yeah, but would you change your date if you knew you were up against uh, <coughs> Red Dead Redemption, for example? Red Dead Redemption is kind of different. How so? Because... Dear God, we know how huge that is. And Anthem is a big game, and it's being pushed, but it's not as if it's a sequel. It is coming from a studio that's well-renowned with Bioware, and them coming back with um, the same team that worked on the Mass Effect 1 and 2 franchise. So obviously, you know, there's a pedigree there. There's a pedigree. The people who worked on the Mass Effect, the people who worked on Dragon Age, we're getting the people who were like, OG storytellers. OG yeah, the storytellers getting their storytellers back, and that's all I ever care about in games: the storytelling. Yeah, the same writers. Yeah. Those are the writers that made us care about the characters that really started off that studio, yeah. and really got that studio off the ground and running. And that is exciting, but it is also the first in a franchise, well, possible franchise, but it's the first game. So I don't know if it's it's not exactly going to be as big as like Red Dead Redemption, which also, yeah, Red Dead Redemption, the first game, yeah, that was a, a big enough game. And then you have GTA V, the biggest game ever. Pretty much ever. I was at a talk with uh, Stephen Ogg and he was talking about the game. And I, I, won't, I won't spend too much time on it, but he was talking about the game. And he, he was pretty happy. Like, he, he said he was a guy that never played games before. And uh, he, he seemed pretty smug with himself that the game that he gave his voice to ended up being the best-selling game of all time. Or the biggest game of all time. So, I mean, it is... It's a world in its own, to be honest. Mm. Um, and continues to be. I mean, that game is five years old now at this point. And it is still, if you look at it every time, like, um, when was it? I think it was um, August, I want to say. But I believe August, it was the number one best-selling game on PS4. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I, I Genuinely, I'm not surprised. Considering that, uh, first of all, August was a slow month for PS4. Second of all, yeah, uh, GTA V is a behemoth. And it was also on sale in August if I recall it was 60% off or something like that or it was 60% as far as I remember yeah Steam as well yeah. Um, but after five years that game is still going still going strong with its its strongest months being in the last year yeah 
It's it's had its strongest sales in last year. In five years, uh, it's incredible for a game and having the life that it has, and just continuing on from you know getting back to the topic releases, we kind of went off a bit. We were talking about Rockstar because it's very easy to trail off when you're talking about Rockstar. Um, with Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out, it's a sequel to a game, and then coming off of GTA 5, one of the biggest games. Obviously, that studio is in the limelight, and that studio and a property they do make. If it's going to be a sequel or an original property or anything it's going to do that that shit's going to be huge and there's a reason why because them like knowing coming off of gta online just imagine the online for red Dead redemption 2 coming off what they've learned from that imagine how they're going to start this off well hopefully they'll start this off with better servers yeah <laughs> so the promise of this game is gigantic coming off of what's come before because now it feels like they're at a place where this game is going to turn out just right. The first game was handled very well. The online was an interesting. It was. It was adequate. It, it was perfectly adequate. It w- mm. Yeah. It had its kinks and it had its flaws, but it was still it was very fun to run around in an open world in the gang. And now it just seems like imagine what they can take from GTA Five online and mash it into this world. Yeah. God, it's going to be so good. And all the impressions we've had of this game that we've had so far, they've perfectly just placed it where they've not told us that much. Whenever they do tell us something, you see that video climb to 8 million views in a few days. There's a reason why. Because there's so less of it to have. Yeah, it seems seems pretty interesting, but in fairness, we could probably, I mean, I probably will at some point do a podcast on Red Dead Redemption 2. Because it is a sinkhole. Rockstar is a sinkhole that we must escape, Gary. What were we talking about? So let's escape that, as you're saying, and go back to the topic. Yeah. Because, so with the upcoming release date of Red Dead Redemption 2, no! it has become its own sinkhole. Yeah. Where anything that's coming out at the same time has just, like, delayed or been pushed. For Like, for example, Call of Duty being what, the big one of they've always released in October. I can't like that's the, that's the one thing I can't believe I can't believe they played a game of chicken with Call of Duty and they got Call of Duty to blink you know late October for years I think it's been about five six years since Call of Duty has not been in October yeah. they've been in the same release date for there years. must be an obvious reason for that. there must be a marketing reason obviously because it is close to Christmas but it's not too close that it's a brand new, brand spanking new game. It's close enough that people can buy the present for for their kids. Uh, that's what I'm assuming. Anyway. Uh, other ones being stuff like um, Battlefield. Yeah. Which um, had a big thing where they said they're going to delay it by a month, which means that it's going to be uh, week weeks um, after Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out. It's going to be in November. Uh, Call of Duty obviously already out and that game did very well uh, but also people are starved a little bit at this point because there's not a huge amount of games coming out or these big ones, AAA um, so when that came out it was going to do very well but obviously they were not going to go anywhere near fucking Redhead because if they did it could be destroyed um, and then there's the release day I want to go off like 
if we were looking at the three games that were coming out for February 22nd, 2019, it's a similar situation to going a year prior to the release date of Red Dead Redemption which is, 2, which is October 26th, 2018, is October 26th, 2017, where you had Assassin's Creed Origins, Wolfenstein 2, New Colossus, and Super Mario Odyssey, all on the same day. Odyssey, you say. And, Sorry. <laughs> and Assassin's Creed Origins being... Yeah, I know. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins being... Uh, at that time, it was the best-received Assassin's Creed in terms of sales. In, in terms of commercial success, it did really well. I mean, It um, did. It did a very, uh, very happy uh, because it got us Odyssey, and I was very, ha I am very happy with Odyssey. This is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, not Mario Odyssey. Just, just to be clear, uh, <laughs> they said they're going to be doing Origins, and then <laughs> me and Mario was like, "We have to compete. We must compete. <laughs> we must compete." And so that day, we had these giant games that also looked Origins, obviously, like did very well because. I remember seeing the thing of the average was that you had, what was it, like 50, uh, 55,000 people playing at one time, or like the figures. Yeah, that's very good for a game. And that's very good. For a single player uh, coming game. Coming off Odyssey, Odyssey also uh, has been that with like 60-something thousand, 62,000 yeah. or something. Uh, the, the argument uh, there, though, is obviously they're, I mean... Anthem and it's a year yeah, later, they're but they're different. Oh, first of all, yeah, it's a year later, but second of all, they're completely uh, different games, you know. That's the, the kicker, and they're almost Ubisoft to a certain degree is almost not necessarily a flagship of not not a flagship, but definitely they're they're top tier enough that even Xbox and PS4 consider them a, a staple on their consoles. But where you come to Mario, I mean, Mario's on Switch. Brilliant, brilliant device. Yep. But again, it's not competitive. You know, they're not as no. I don't mean it's not competitive against the other consoles. I mean, Origins wasn't necessarily exactly. competing against Odyssey. You know. No, um, the like, it's impossible for them to compete against each other, yeah. uh, unless people have two of the consoles that you would play them on. Um, they're just different audiences, and so it means that you'd have to be in a completely different mood to play either of those games. Mm. Mario is a game about well, uh, it's a game about going to different worlds and exploring and having these cool characters. Hey, man, uh, don't 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 uh, knock Origins till you try it. Cute little characters are all in there. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm not going to go into Super Mario if I want to go behind somebody and slit their neck. Um, I will do that in Origins. I, I, I admit I it though, you you would love to see Mario with an Assassin's Blade doing the eagle dive off a building into a haystack. It'd be hilarious. I would love to see Mario get a bow and arrow and shoot into somebody's head. Right. Okay, that, 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 that's a bit dark. Okay, that, that, that's going a bit too far, but okay. Let me know where you're. Uh... Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? This bit. <laughs> It's just, Hole in one. just like celebrating Mar Mario's Murder. archery, <laughs> murdering <laughs> Koopas. Do you remember? No, do you remember Link's crossbow training in the Yeah, <laughs> it's like that, but Mario and live <laughs> targets, just destroying skulls. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, um, 
And then you have Wolfenstein, which is, again, a story, a narrative-heavy, single-player-focused action game. That, that to be, if all... I'm being honest, that went very under the radar for me, to be honest. No, um, obviously. It went under the radar for a lot of people, actually. That game is... That series, I think, is actually quite underrated, where that it has some of the... It has some of the best, like, actual actual narrative that you'll see in many games, but it's it's always seen as, like, kind of a... Just, like, a shitty It's, it, it's also seen... Comp- I, as per, someone who hasn't played it, so I'm kind of a layman on it, it's seen, to me, as a joke game from a distance. You know, aha, you get to go kill Nazis in a dystopian future. That's, gen- that's yeah. genuinely what it seems like. And unless you play it... And you witness the story and you experience the story. I don't think you're going to get actually. You, pr- you probably have to play the first one to get you hooked enough to play the second one. Unless it's on sale. Well, the second one literally starts seconds after the first one. So it would help. <laughs> and so, yeah, it would help. I don't think you have to, but it would, it would do that. The game is just. The voice actors are good enough in the game. Like, it, how about this? Wolfenstein, the newest rebooted series, one from 2015, and then going off yeah. of that, the one that came out in 2017, yeah. made the character of BJ Blazkowicz one of the best written characters in games. Whereas beforehand, BJ Blazkowicz was a dude, was it just a character portrait of a face? Yeah, he was a Duke Nukem. A bot- it's exactly yeah. He was Duke Nukem. He was a guy you just saw the gun and you would see his face on a bottom and every so often he would get injured and his face would go yeah, yeah, and yes, that was all you yes. knew and it made him one of the best written characters of <laughs> of, ye- of the last few years he, it is incredible how the game like even from a gameplay perspective and that in the game what happened like during one part of it he has trouble with his heart and then later on when he, when they finally fix it and like he's got like at the same time he gets over some emotional issues he has a surgery that relieves him of the heart difficulties or it's a metaphor he, he base <laughs> yeah it's basically a metaphor and so when and it's a metaphor that is a part of the character's psyche and mental health and his personality mm-hmm. where he he basically gets over a hump and he starts to get right on track and it affects the story because of that because of the revolution that's going on and him being the leader and it changed the gameplay because now half the health bar was on was covered and now because your heart is there you actually have more health because of that yes yes that that is a triple that is just a triple threat there and that game just does so many right things throughout it the only wrong thing it did was picking uh october 26th uh, I think it's just the kind of game it was because the first game also went under the radar. Yeah. I think it's just a series that kind of went under the radar because they're quite short. They're known for being difficult. The combat isn't actually the best. It's just really fun. Yeah, I've heard that the stealth takedowns aren't necessarily stealthy as opposed to just brutal. Oh, no. It it doesn't matter. It's, somebody could not... You would just... It doesn't matter how stealthy you're being. You'll always be seeing that fucking game. It's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> But uh, yeah, even easy is difficult. You'll you'll die in easy a, f- a few times, a good few times. It's a difficult game to play, and 
there's a reason why if you go into difficulties and you go into the, like the later ones it actually just like if you press easy in that game it actually just puts your character it shows your character's like portrait at the beginning you know it says like easy hard, and then like swords and skulls start appearing yeah. on it in this one it just like shows me Dave Blaskowitz with a suitor or a sucker a baby sucker oh well. I've seen that really yeah like, oh. yeah it mocks you yeah that it mocks you heavily for doing that. Uh, it's, it's that game is fun, and the characters are one of the best parts of that game. The ensemble work really well together. Their histories, even the hub world where you go around asking them, and there are like side missions you can do with them. There are choices depending on the character, which again is incredible to me. That the beginning of the game you get to choose yeah. between two people. And depending on that, you have basically two different voice actors across two different games given two completely different performances based on the choice you do. And that is still kind of incredible for me that for an entire game, I had I had the choice between like a young, unsure private and then a seasoned um, Scottish veteran. Who wouldn't pick Billy Connolly? But I had the choice between the two of those guys, completely different characters, who are nothing alike, and it's just I, I am tempted to play that game again just, just to see what the difference in those two, because I don't know how I can imagine their stories differently, <laughs> because what, because one of them is so ingrained, and like the seasoned guy has like these terrible flashbacks and stuff like that, and I'm just imagine this this dude, this other guy, is just a, a fresh private. So nobody picks him. Diff- Probably not. I mean, the other guy was so good. <laughs> but it was the promise of like a, a young boy rather than you know, <laughs> a dude Sorry. in his fifties. It was the promise of a young boy. <laughs> Please. Oh yeah, that's called open material right there. Uh- <laughs> Give that a clap. <laughs> uh, so that's it is. Yeah, release dates are <laughs> release dates are one of those things that I don't think are important. I think they're important for shareholders and they're important for for gamers to get hype. I don't necessarily mind if they say to me, "Oh, it's been delayed by a month or been delayed by two months," but I would like to know the ballpark area where it's going to come out. I would definitely not like to be surprised by a game coming out. I would not like to not know a game is coming out if for whatever reason I suddenly only today found out that Red Dead Redemption 2 has been out for the last week I wouldn't be very impressed I would feel cheated in some way so what I mean by that is release dates so when a game is um, when a game is um, talked about same with movies kind of but they're two different industries. But with games and um, films, release dates are the first thing that's planned, and then the actual thing is planned, the actual film. So they actually start planning the release date of it, and then they start planning. I, I you know, the don't think that's correct. I think th- that I think that's only correct in franchises. I think. From someone uh, who's stu- as far as I know, I I think only franchises. 
necessarily do that. Is that the only franchise in film? I know that in games that was it. I wasn't sure if that was based off that as well. Because uh, it's it can be very difficult to get a. I I won't go too far into it, but it can be very difficult to get a movie out on schedule. Unless you have a yeah. multi-billion-dollar Disney behind you, so like obviously there are certain if a film's filmed back to back, like the Lord of the Rings, oh, it's Happy Days. Like yeah, you can release that every every uh, every year at Christmas. But when you have to make individual stuff, uh, it can be very very difficult to keep to a schedule like that. You can't. You, you so, physically can't expect. That's like an actor's not gonna break their leg and have to fucking wait about three months for them to heal before they can do that stunt scene. So the things with um, games is that they decide on the release schedule, the release date, before they actually decide on what they're going to be working on. <laughs> That's what they decide on first. It depends on the studio, obviously. You can take your time with it, like Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, well, Rockstar has anything clout, Rockstar does. So, I mean, they do what they want. Yeah, I mean, Take-Two, take for example... Like, Take-Two are pretty happy with waiting until Rockstar come out with one because Take-Two know they're going to get their return. But going back to Ubisoft, Ubisoft had a terrible reputation for trying to go a game a year. Assassin's Creed a year. And it really didn't do them any yeah. favors. It almost killed the franchise completely. Yeah, there's a reason why they took a year off um, to think about what they were doing, and they kind of changed the they, game. Well, they completely changed. Um, it. I, they, I mean, I won't go into it, but uh, it, it's just it. They're kind of a cautionary tale in regards to working to a deadline. That's you know, you can make it. You can make an okay game if you have a year to make it. You can make a great game if you give yourself an extra three months or six months, you know, and you don't have to worry about. Yeah, but I think that is that what you're trying to say in regards to. Uh, kind of. It's also the thing that with games, it's also much harder to set a release date because games are harder to make than films. Yes, they are. Uh, or like most. Well, it's it, it, it's it's a different games. kettle of fish, but yes, they are. Yeah, because uh, imagine with a film, you can obviously t bring in a different editor. I think you kind of figure it out, but here's the difference between a game. I don't know if I can explain this right, but I know some kind of analogy is, for example, imagine you had like a line of code, and that is that po there's a poet, okay, and he basically writes a bit of a poem, and then you have to have while they're doing that poem, you know, obviously they have what the poem is based on, everything that's been proceeding up to, and they've been working on it for like a year or so. Then you bring on a new person to work on that poem to finish it. But it's like, it's a, it's a poem. It's a personal thing. So then you have to figure out what the original intention of the poem was, where they're going with it, and the journey that it went up to, and then try and work on it. It's not a thing where you can just bring on new people. That's why with games, if you bring on somebody to work on the code or program something after somebody else, it will take them probably about three months to figure out what the last person was working on until they can be brought up to speed. It, it takes months to just be brought back up to speed and being trained on what the current property is. Even if it's an indie game, even if it's a small property, it will take months for a new person to figure out what actually they have to do yeah. until they can start. 
it takes them months to just be trained up to the point that they're able to start doing their own work because it's so complicated and imagine doing that with thousands hundreds of thousands of lines of code um to work on uh, millions of letters and spaces and initials it's a very very difficult process and you could probably just bring in um unused footage and have an editor crack out a film and it might turn out somewhat all right but a game is different much different with that you but, can't just add people but, in do you not think that uh that's not necessarily that that's not necessarily the rule insofar as uh you know that isn't going to consistently happen and that people should work to deadlines because if you're not working to a deadline you kind of slack off so i mean that in that regard release dates are kind of kind of good because they do give you they give you an objective even if you can't reach that objective yeah, but now obviously some game companies are dicks and they will poorly poorly treat their uh, poorly treat their workforce and they'll think that oh because it's easy to just you know get someone else in to do the job when it clearly isn't and they'll end up costing themselves more in the long run and that's how I'd say that's how a lot of companies just kind of go kaput yeah because the thing about games is that the average time for a game to be completed is four years which is a long time for somebody to work on the game and that means you usually have to bring in new talent which means you have to have a few months yeah added to the schedule or you know by the side to do that which usually isn't viable to just have somebody being trained for months and not be part of the team so usually once that person fun goes fact, they will bring uh, in a new fun person fun fact while we're talking about the, the time it takes to to actually make a game at this talk I was at with Stephen Ogg, um, he said he was expected, or he thought, he'd be needed for one year to do all the mocap, to do all the voice recordings and things like that. Now, this is obviously he's not writing code, he's not doing anything like that. He's just, you know, one of the pieces, the moving pieces. They yeah. had him for three years. Yeah. On and off. Like, obviously, basically on call. They were like, oh, well, we'll, we'll shoot in fall, or we'll shoot in. We're shooting uh, sometime in fall. We don't know when yet, but you, you can't do anything because we're doing we're doing this. And he wasn't being obviously he wasn't being paid to sit in his ass. You know, you have to go look for different work, which he said was very very uh, frustrating that they weren't uh, obviously GTA Five massive game. So it was quite difficult for him to uh, to find other work while while doing that. But I think it's just a. Uh, there are a lot of moving pieces in games. A lot, I think there are a lot more moving pieces in games than there are in uh, in films that people don't really realize. You know, like people think it's easy because a game, if, if a game has a 20, 20 hour campaign, people think that obviously, oh, people must have put in, well, I don't know, about three months into this, four months, five months. Uh, it's, it's let me give you an example. Um, I believe Sour's Battlefront Two. Yeah. So, working off Star Wars Battlefront 1, going into Star Wars Battlefront 2, it took them two, three years. 120 people, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of people working on a single property. It is. Now, that's obviously, uh, uh, I know, just in comparison, film crews would be actually that big as well post and pre 
but then also cool. going off the framework of another game yeah they didn't have to build it from scratch even they used the frostbite engine which has been used several times and they built it in the same style of a battlefield game but in the star wars universe so they this is a this is like a they've been working off the framework of an engine that's been there for the better part of almost a decade and it still took them which uh, which makes things easier each time you use it I yeah but it meant that for example even people saying that they're going to be doing a story mode and they had like two and a half years to do that and the story mode that they come up with was basically kind of just recycled maps and assets from the multiplayer mode and then they just maybe added a few characters that they're already going to put into it and made it kind of story mode that is about and yet to to us now to us that seems like a pile of pants but they genuinely obviously put effort into it they hired all these people from mocap they they rendered all these cutscenes, and they probably thought they were pretty proud of themselves to do that it's the but, biggest change from the last game is that they put in a story mode which is about four or five hours long it isn't that long but it took them two years to do that 120 yeah. people and that's the biggest change we can imagine is that they put in a four or five hour campaign which but the difference is but because people are always so salty about you know oh well battlefront 2 2005 was such a good game you know they got it right those people were working with different technologies and the campaign in that had no cutscenes. you got a wall of text before every mission where you had a clone trooper reading it, as far as I remember. As far as I remember. And a load of stills and images. So, I mean, to a certain degree, we're looking at that game with rose-tinted glasses. Obviously, the gameplay in it was much better, in my opinion. But it's a lot of work to make a game. And release dates are only there to... They're only there for the public, as far as I'm concerned. Just to let us know that they're actually thinking about the game. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're actually working on the. Yeah, people hype, and then we have like uh, you know very famous examples of stuff like Final Fantasy Fifteen, which went through like a twelve-year cycle. Yeah, like we have been hearing about that game for a very, very, very long time. Actually, no, not even. It might be longer than twelve years, um, because we had some stuff about, or even Duke Nukem Forever, or stuff like that. Or yeah. we know. We know one game that was constantly worked on, which was um, Too Human. Which was yeah, Gary, hang on, stop there, stop there, stop there, stop. Podcast, stop. Um, someone's coming into the house. I'm gonna just clap, but uh, someone's coming into the house, and I'm just gonna pause it there for a moment. We'll keep it running, yeah. but um, just just so you know, because I don't know how much noise they're gonna make, but. Uh, just leave it there for the mo- just for the moment. Just remember that thought, and when we're editing it, you just bring it back. To yeah. There. But I, I ra- I'd rather say it now, as they're coming in, than as the door opens. Yeah. You know? Better safe than sorry. So you're talking about two humans. So we'll talk about that one. When, when you get when you get done. Yeah. My father was on holidays. And he's just decided to return home. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, he's coming in the door as I talk. I'm sure this microphone can't pick it up, but that one will, so. Alright. Unfortunate. Unfortunate indeed. 
Apologize for this intermission, Gary. That's alright. <laughs> <That's> all right. <laughs> I thought you were apologizing to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I can tell you about the plans for uh, Saturday. Sunday. Um, a lot of people are, and I'd, I'd like to see you here, but a lot of people are, are going to... Or, sorry, Sunday, yes. Oh. Apologies. Um, a lot of people are going to one of the pubs across the road for the last few drinks because a lot of people can't make it into town. Um, so I I think they'd be very happy to see you there. Uh-huh. If you want to make your way in, I can give you a text when to come in and you can get just hop on the bus at O'Connell yeah. Street. And, and then myself and Dave, at least, are going into town. Uh. At the at the very least, just us. So it could be a tidbit nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, is it? I mean, um, will I go to the pub? Yes. Would you like to? Yeah. Would it be too much yeah. hassle? Wait. So, uh, what do you mean? You and Dave are going to town for what? Um, for drinks afterwards. Are you not coming into the pub? I am. After the pub. Sunday, oh. so the pub will close relatively oh, early. Oh, so you mean after the... So say hello to everybody and goodbye everybody, and then it'll just be the few of us. Yes. Personal um, friends. So it'll be a few drinks, maybe uh, a few drinks uh, at the pub. Yeah. And then when the pub closes, we'll head into town. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, and then I'll crash on your at your house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, sweet. And I don't work the next morning. We'll do a, we'll, we don't, we'll do a drunk tidbit cast. <laughs> Wait, are you actually going to drink alcohol? No, Damn. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to com- I'm not going to compromise my uh, my uh, values just for the sake of a podcast. Okay. Uh, that's. I, I wouldn't make you eat meat for the sake of a podcast. Yeah. Would 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 you eat meat for the sake of a podcast? <laughs> would, do do you want to try this crazy <laughs> item? <laughs> <laughs> mystery item <laughs> meat <laughs> that would be a very shitty thing to do it would be incredibly <laughs> shitty to do yeah <laughs> okay um, give it a clap there I'm going to give it a clap as well and we'll continue on you can talk about two right, three, two, one clap <sighs> so okay so Two Human is a game that took seven years to make. That is seven years, and that game was constantly being revised, and even after it came out, it had to eventually be... That game was like banned on several things just because of the whole Unreal Engine licensing where it used Unreal Engine 3. They, they left themselves in an unfortunate position in regards to how long is too long, first of all, and I think they tried to do too many things with the mechanics. Yeah, 
and they overlooked the story. That game was like, you know? oh, there are like hundreds or like thousands of different types of weapons, all unique with their own like different names and stuff, and all the like different yeah. attributes. It did a lot with that game, but ultimately, like there's stuff like the environments are large, but they look very similar to each other and all pretty much empty corridors. And it's like, oh, it was very hot. It was a very hollow game. Yeah. So I remember, it's insofar as like the all the all the bells and whistles were very nice but there was no course substance. yeah so the actual like character customization was i thought very interesting that was the cook for me the different like play styles being able to use different types of um weapons and armor and abilities but then it's just that the enemies are almost the same for the entire game the design slightly changed that that's it it's the same enemies mm-hmm. the entire game then the environments are the same layouts it's just different different colors like oh in this world it's dark and it's black and hollow and another one it's there's it's kind of lava at the sides but it's still the same <laughs> ground it's just a different color different details but the same thing it's everything yeah. for some reason is on a is straight and even and then there's ramps and it just felt like the same track every time but with different instances happening and uh, that was a part but they actually like world as in like the story part seemed kind of cool the idea of like these are gods but they're technologically advanced and that's why they're gods it's it was it was kind of like what thor did you know you know to you uh magic and technology are two different things to us they're one and the same you know yeah uh but it was that was that was it was it was based on norse mythology yeah all the characters so you were balder you yeah. were Ah, Balder. So you're Balder, and then you had like, people like Thor, and Loki was one of the guys, and you know all these characters, yeah. and they're really cool, and all of their things were like the technology was a part of like whichever one they went into, because Loki obviously was you know doing illusions and holograms, because trickster, because he's a trickster, and it, it was kind of cool, but then also the game ended on a cliffhanger. The story full on ends on you kill a, a guy. I think it was like again spoilers for two human. Um, f- fucking hell. But anyway, that game like ends. Um, uh, I think uh, I believe it was Loki like dying, but he didn't actually die. Or it, it was a whole kind of fucking worms. That that game was ended on this cliffhanger and it annoyed me so much. It's like, all right. I don't think now, any game should ever end on a cliffhanger. And now it's like, and now the war is starting. And then you just know that Silicon Knights um, shut down <laughs> during this yeah. game. It's like, there is... It all begins now. Uh, but we're out of money. Yeah. So uh, that game good. was down because yeah, they were in a lawsuit and then the whole thing with licensing. Um, yeah, that was, that was a problem for them, but... That, but uh, on that note, I, I genuinely uh, think that games shouldn't end on cliffhangers. Uh, ever. There are a few games to do that, actually, going back to a game we already talked about. Assassin's Creed, the first one, intentionally ended on a cliffhanger because they wanted enough of a buzz that they could make a second game. It was, I think it was meant to be... But their cliffhanger... No, hang on. Their cliffhanger wasn't uh, so much a cliffhanger as more of a... You should really research this stuff on your own. Look at this wall. There's so much information in this wall. Have a look at this wall. It's really cool. 
That's that's how I found it. Uh, well, no, it was definitely cliffhanger. No, I said like like story wise, it was a cliffhanger because I still remember it being at the end of Assassin's Creed and having this thought and talking about it with my brother and father and them having the same thing because what happens at the end of Assassin's Creed is that I'll tell your story ends like you know like it, it ends in a way that's like oh this is like a, an ending and then it goes back to Desmond it goes back to Desmond and just her telling him that I'm going to lock the door don't let anybody in and then Desmond going into the bathroom and seeing all this text left by somebody who previously was there and just be all this all this all these secrets what does what does it all mean and then the credits roll and it's like fuck you so he's it's still not it's still not as good as the the uh i think it was brotherhood that had this woman talking to you going desmond and uh, and Ezio going who is desmond who is Desmond? That was the end of Assassin's Creed 2 after you um, after yeah. you fight the Pope for the Apple of Eden. After you have a boxing match with After the you Pope. have a bare knuckle <laughs> brawl with the Pope over the over the apple of uh, <laughs> the Apple of Eden. Yes, that is the sentence that is canon. Uh, yeah. Um, then you have one of the you have a god speak to you that you happen to be descendant yes. of, and it speaks Desmond. speaks to the player through Ezio through Desmond it's yeah. it's very strange but that's that game also had a lot of promise um, with like I mean the whole Desmond story is what I'm talking about but um, which is kind of like by mm. the wayside mm. god we're trailing off so much I don't care it's good I do why yeah these are that that series yeah they really they they've really rebooted it yeah which is nice yeah i'm very i'm very happy with assassin's creed odyssey i'm still playing it i'm 70 hours in and the finish line is nowhere in sight i know people have finished it very quickly and they've just powered through the story but i want to see everything yeah I don't want to. I I don't want to take the chance that the uh, that the story will maybe take me to an island. I want to go to that island now, because you know that'd be pretty cool to go to. What, so I'm gonna what, go look at it. One thing I'm actually curious about is how are the mythological creatures? Um. Okay. So I haven't fought the Minotaur, just as a thing. It's it's a side quest. Mm. I haven't fought him. I've seen a uh, still of him. Actually, I saw, I saw about a three-second clip of him picking up his axe or something like that. But other than that, I haven't seen any other mythological creatures. Um, I've fought some really tough animals, like legend. I suppose you call them legendary animals, that a, uh, a daughter of Artemis sent me to get. Oh, basically a huntress. She sent me to go so kill them. What, I've, and they're fairly what I've heard about the myth mythological creatures that you won't actually... You want to actually get them in the main quest or side quests. Uh, how you find them is actually you go to an area and it unlocks them. Which I thought was interesting when I heard about mm. that. Is that you actually have to go to an area and then... I, I, th I don't know if it's rumors or you happen upon it. But basically, you have to go to the area to unlock it. You can't just go to like places and hope that people will talk about them. Or that's going to be like a, a part of the main quest. It's actually just... 
Well, there is there is a side quest to kill these legendary animals mm. all around all around Greece, and it gives you a set of armor, a set of legendary armor. So I'm not too sure if it's the similar thing. Uh, maybe it's a case of you like because when I go to an area, I discover everything. Any question mark on the map, I'm going to. Yeah, it. yeah <laughs> but, I've, uh, I've heard that there's like a plotline or something that goes from. You go to an area and then it kind of unlocks that. Oh, there's been things happening here, and then you go on that is, and then it kind things. of leads you on this trail from creature to creature, myth to myth. It sounds really cool. It does. It probably starts with a minotaur. That's probably it. That's probably why I have that in my inventory, my quest inventory. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Mm. But back on point. Maybe as a, a little closing statement, your final statement, your final thought on uh, release dates. Uh, uh, release dates are a business thing. They're not a thing we need. Obviously, they are important, so we know that when things are coming out. But I think uh, companies have a tendency to just kind of put them down yeah. uh, rather than actually mean them. Uh, like there, it's it's just a thing that we're gonna put the like you see a lot of games, especially indie games who, when they put down a release date, unless it's been something that's fucking kickstarted because they'll never and they'll never start do it on time. Um, but or um or those ones that are uh, early access, like Divinity. Yeah. Um, if you have something, but those games are also come with the knowledge that it will take a long time for them to, it will take years. That you're basically a, a dev tester on the game. Yeah, um, that is a way for them to finish the game faster. Um, they get more data from having in so many different consoles and players uh, before the official 1.0 version of the game. This, it, it's release dates are those things that very few get it right. Usually the people who do get it right are actually indie studios only because indie studios uh, well, if it's not Kickstarter or crowdfunded, they're also way. they're uh, indie indie studios also aren't being pressured. For exactly, it, it is not really a business thing. They're doing it because they want to make a game for the love of making the game. So when it comes out, it comes out when they're ready, and then it looks go. Yeah, it's going to come out this time. Why? Because well, I know because I've been working on it for years now, and I know when my game's going to be done. Mm. Whereas the other one is, there are so twenty seventy seven so many different people. There are so many different um, avenues to go down so many different companies involved with mainstream titles that so many moving pieces oh my god it's difficult I mean like for example Red Dead has been worked on for the last uh, I mean it's been it's been the longest time that Rockstar haven't put out a game it's been five years uh, mm. and Red Dead has been made has been Eight different studios inside Rockstar Games has been working on this game. Eight studios. Gary, I told you. Rockstar is a sinkhole. And we're not going to fall into it. Are we? Fall down what sinkhole? You're too deep in. Thank you very much for listening to the Tidbit Cast. My name is Gary and this was... Column. And if you ever want to listen to us anymore, you know, if you enjoyed this, you can see us and hear us on social media, on Facebook and on Instagram. And you can, you know, come back here if wherever you listen to it on. I mean, if you're hearing us here, 
or on YouTube. Subscribe, support us there. Comment, like on us on Google everything. Machine. On the Google Machine, you can find us Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, or kind of anywhere you can find music or audio. Preference out. Preference yeah, out. You, you can you can find me anywhere, pretty much. And uh, we also have links to our personal profiles or our handles on our different social media if you ever want to go. Just look for Tidbit Cast. Look for Tidbit Cast yes. on anything. And yeah. And we're going to be starting on Twitch as well, shortly. We're on and off. We're still experimenting with it. But if you happen to see us on Twitch, do have a look at us. Tell us how we can improve. We're very interested to hear how we, how we can improve in anything. And if you have any opinions on anything, you can email us at... Talk to Tidbit. Talk to Tidbit. At gmail.com. That is. Talk to Tidbit at gmail.com. Talk to Tidbit at gmail.com. Please. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.